Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Locked on Giannis. I am your host, Kane Pittman. You can find me on Twitter at Kane Pittman. I'm a work over at ESPN. And of course, there's only one man that could join me for today's Giannis Supermax extension podcast. And that's the founder of Brewhoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. Today's episode that is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring launching exclusively on January 18 at BlueNile.com. This exciting limited edition collection of diamond engagement rings launches on January 18, and you can preview it exclusively at BlueNile.com. And I do know a man that could perhaps afford to buy the whole entire collection, in fact, the whole entire company perhaps, and that's Giannis because he has signed the richest deal in NBA history this morning. And Frank, I, I'm kind of glad. I know there's been a lot of people tweeting, when is this podcast coming? When is the emergency podcast coming? Well, this still, to me, counts as an emergency podcast. And I'm kind of glad that we've had a few hours to kind of think about this, probably reflect on this, because this is obviously a huge day for Giannis. It's a huge day for the Milwaukee Bucks but also for the city of Milwaukee. And I think the whole entire league and small markets, it, it kind of feels like a historic day. But I, I thought we should just start by asking, what were you doing? What were your thoughts? How did you find out about this? <clears throat> yeah, so uh, I was doing what I spend way too much <laughs> of my day doing, which is being on Zoom calls um, with, uh, with clients for work. Um, and, uh, so I was able to sneak, I was, I was on video, but I was able to just sneak a quick peek, um, at Twitter and, and saw the news. And I, I honestly, it's, it's kind of sad because I mean, this is literally, you know, a franchise altering day, uh, more so in a good way. Cause you know, it's, I think of it more so of, of how it would have been altering if he doesn't, you know, sign the the extension and then, you know, does it hang over the team and, you know, does, does the team go down a more negative path and is the pressure, you know, have some effect on them, whatever it might be. Right. And then obviously if you had left next summer, then, I mean, just the repercussions for this franchise would have been just astounding. I mean, you know, after what they give for Drew Holiday, you know, the idea of Giannis leaving next summer. Um, I mean, it's literally like, maybe I should just not be a Bucks fan anymore type thing. Right. <laughs> um, so it, it was, you know, the, the, the counterfactual at this point would have been pretty grim if he, if he doesn't sign and then he leaves. Um, but, but it, it was strange for me personally, cause I think, I think people should have been super excited to see this. Right. I think that's the natural reaction for a Bucks fan, but just because of what I was doing and it was in the middle of the meeting and I was stressed out about stuff. Um, it, it just sort of, I don't know, like it really didn't hit me as it was happening. Um, I can't say I was, you know, like expecting to see it. I didn't know anything. Um, I would say, I, you know, I, as as we have talked about, I mean, I had been bullish based on sort of the, you know, reading of the tea leaves. I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot in the public sphere about the Bucks' confidence this fall that that he would sign the extension. Um, so I had been pretty damn certain he was going to sign. But as as I think we both felt, you know, the longer he doesn't sign, and he's back in Milwaukee and he's playing basketball games and he's meeting the media and telling that much in terms of what he's going to do. Of course, you know, my, my confidence had, had fallen. I don't know where it was. I, I think I was probably at this point, like 50, 50, as far as my belief that he would sign um, before the 21st. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's a huge deal. It, there is, I mean, you know, a, a number of people texted me, um, during the day. And that's how I knew it was, that was the thing too. I, you know, like everybody, I would check my Twitter feed, you know, sort of hoping over the last week, 
hoping, you know, that maybe there'd be that, that tweet that, you know, from Shams or, or, or Woj about, about him signing or, you know, being ready to sign. Um, but I always figured, well, somebody, I'm going to get, just get texts. Like I'm going to start getting text <laughs> messages um, before I, I can even check. So I always like, I check Twitter and I'd always be like, eh, I'm sure that I'm not going to find because I somehow I would have heard about it before then. Um, and so sure enough, I actually did get a, a text message from a friend of mine who actually is, I mean, he's a big basketball fan, but I mean, I don't text with him very much. And sure enough, he texted me, um, you know, I forget what he, what he even, he specifically texted me. Um, oh, he texted me. Yeah, this was at, uh, let's see, it was at 1234 uh, Central Time, it looks like. And he texted me just the one, a, a story that had just come out. And, it's, and he said, Frank, your New York Times article did the trick. <laughs> of course, refer, <laughs> referencing my, um, my, you know, the semi-ominous uh, New York Times article, article from Scott Cacciola, where I was, um, you know, I wasn't saying that he wasn't going to sign, but, it, you know, obviously it was a little ominous, the tone, because we didn't know at the time. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it was, uh, it, it's, it's still kind of sinking in for me. Um, but I think it's mainly relief. Uh, a few friends that, that texted me and my, my go-to response was the, uh, the, the gif of, of Denzel Washington kind of like holding his, yeah. grabbing his chest and kind of like slinking back in his chair and smiling is like, oh, you know, like audible sigh of relief. That, that's sort of generally been my, my, my feeling throughout the day. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if it's so much as being super excited about it and enjoying it, which I think I hope most people have been able to feel that um, because it is a momentous and huge day for this franchise. Um, but I think it's, for me, it's still been more of a kind of like relief and um, you know, let's just say this, you know, you, you think about what, what this franchise's future looks like in the short term and potentially the long term, if he, you know, if he doesn't agree to that extension now and, um, does it obviously doesn't mean that he wouldn't have come back and, and resigned next summer, but, um, man, it, you know, that's just, a I don't know if Pandora's box is the right word, but man, that is, that is a potentially much more fraught and dark timeline. And I, I mean, to be honest, even watching these games over the weekend, I mean, they're preseason games, but I don't know. I mean, you just start projecting, right? Like when, when the bucks lose and all this stuff, you just start wondering, Oh, is there a cloud hanging over the team? Is there it's like, you know, you can just sort of take it in all these directions. So, um, I mean, I think it's obviously awesome for the franchise and, and hopefully also, I mean, I think it'll make this season just way more, it'll be just much more, much, much more easier to, to focus on the basketball. Right. And, and we don't, won't just have to play lip service to it, but we can actually watch basketball and focus on that and in the long term. So, um, so yeah, that's a long winded answer of saying I'm, I'm still kind of, really trying to fully take it in and appreciate it. So hopefully, hopefully others have, have been able to enjoy it more. Cause as I said, it's, it's obviously a great, great day for, for Bucks fans. And, you know, it's the best possible news that, that we could have gotten this, this year. Yeah. It's, I, I think you put it pretty well because I, I was kind of the same and I'm probably still in the same boat because I was actually sleeping. Uh, so that's my answer to what I was doing when this news came out. And it's funny because when he first became eligible to sign the supermax you know I, I went through a period and particularly with the media availabilities we've had they've been through the middle of the night over here in australia and there was a point where i was waking up a lot and like just checking my phone to see if there was a notification and i kind of got over that i was like well he's either going to do it or he's not and for everyone that listens to this podcast i know there's been a bunch of people that have sort of been texting me or tweeting me and saying you're way too optimistic man like why do you feel that way but I always did feel pretty optimistic that it was going to happen, even though that it was getting closer to the deadline. I just had a feeling that, you know, with Giannis, I don't think the deadline really matters. I don't think any of the the indicators that people wanted to think about, whether it's his birthday and all those kinds of things, I just didn't think that mattered to me. I just always believed that he was having a significant decision to make and they were working through that. And that ultimately was what happened. But I have to say, shout out to uh, Buck's Twitter because when I woke up, the texts, the calls, the tweets, just tagging me in tweets, telling me to wake up was one of the most ridiculous, but very funny things that's ever happened to me. I think in my life, the amount of people that were, were trying to wake me up to see this news. So I was definitely about two or three hours behind everyone else, but um, still a, a nice thing to wake up to. And certainly for me, the two things that I think about as the day's gone on, um, one is that I, I'm so happy 
for the fans because like you kind of pointed to, and I mentioned this on yesterday's podcast post game, that it, it kind of felt that Bucks fans were starting to melt down a little bit. And particularly after that loss yesterday, and it's like, well, it's only the preseason, but I, I could understand why the tensions were so high and why everyone was so anxious about this. And it was just, seriously, it was just going to be a very difficult year to get through if this dark cloud was hanging over everyone um, from the team perspective, but also the fans' perspective and the media perspective. It was just going to be very, very painful. So the fact now that we can all sit back and we can just be happy that we get to see this guy, and you say it all the time, Frank, don't take Giannis for granted because he is, I mean, just trying to even explain how enjoyable he has made watching Milwaukee basketball the last few years. It's impossible. And to know now that the the weight and the pressure of this contract is not on the the franchise anymore. It's not on him and it's not on the fans or anyone like that, I think is just such a, a great moment. And it's funny how this news has just completely taken over everything. I actually was just um, interviewing, before we started recording this, I was interviewing Kiefer Sykes, who I'm sure a lot of our listeners will know. Uh, he was a four-year man at, at uh, Green Bay. Uh, he's a college star for those guys. And he's been across the world and he has just signed in Melbourne. And I was just interviewing him and he said, oh man, he's like, big day for you today with, with Giannis. And I said, yeah. And he goes, I was actually just in Greece because he was playing in Greece. And he said, I, I met Giannis. He goes, so I feel like this is perfect timing for us to be talking. And it was just so funny that even you know, that interview, the Giannis contract extension got brought up. It, this is a, truly a day that I think a lot of Bucks fans won't forget for a long time. Yeah, I imagine people will probably remember where they were when, <laughs> when they found out, right, that, that Giannis was, was signing that, that deal. And, um, you know, I, I think it was cool that it ended up being a message from him. I think it was cool that yes. it ended up being something that, you know, came from him, that it wasn't something that, that just got, you know, leaked by the usual suspects, um, especially given, you know, the, uh, let's just say the strained history over the past few weeks that Bucks fans have with Woj. That <laughs> was maybe for the, it was maybe especially enjoyable that Giannis got to, you know, quote unquote, break the news himself. Um, I think, you know, a couple, I think, important footnotes here. Uh, like every buck, he has a player option on that last year of the contract, mm-hmm. which is is not trivial. Uh, it, you know, that, that means it's essentially a four-year deal, and he could obviously leave at that point. But, you know, in the grand scheme of the universe, not many people in Milwaukee are going to care about that today. I think, you know, the the idea of, of making sure that, that, you know, the Bucks have him beyond just beyond this coming year. I mean, you know, I think if you had asked most Bucks fans, hey, would you have taken a two plus one extension? I think they would have said, sure, you know, <laughs> any, anything to get out from under the cloud of, of a potential expiring contract situation um, would be would be obviously a big positive. And it, it's interesting. I, you know, I, I figured I've been thinking of this for a few weeks and, and I can't remember if we've talked about it on this podcast. I know we've talked about it in, in DMs with the kind of some of the, the, the dudes we we DM with. Um, I was a little surprised. I was half expecting there to be um, a uh, like the the follow up tweet from Shams or or Woj about um, that. You know, basically, there's an implicit understanding that if if Giannis wants out after a couple of years or whatever, that that the organization would um, you know would accommodate or you know whatever something like that. I I thought we might see something like that. You know, just just because wouldn't that be the most fitting way to ensure that that you know opposing fan bases. Uh, don't have to relent on on you know their their Giannis in their jersey Photoshop stuff and um, you know the the incessant talk about him leaving going to this team or that team um, so that was kind of interesting um, I, I think it's very you know I think we should be very clear you know there, there's no guarantee that Giannis will uh, will be yeah in in a Bucks uniform for another five years right one plus those four years he has six years if he wants them under contract. Um, with that player option, but obviously we should say there, there's no guarantee that he's going to be in a Bucks uniform for those full five years. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, you know, we don't know if the Bucks are going to be as good as we hope they're going to be this year, right? I mean, the league changes so quickly. Um, you know, you even look back a couple of years where players were, franchises were, um, and what's happened since then. I mean, things just change extremely quickly in this league, and so you know if. God, God willing, Giannis is in Milwaukee in five years and has won at a very high level and hopefully won a championship in that period. Um, 
you know, it's just not something at, as kind of return to the theme that you mentioned, just not something you can take for granted with him or, or with anyone. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, you'll take it. Um, it's kind of worth mentioning, uh, that, that he did get that player option. I, I like, I, I was kind of joking with someone how, wouldn't it be funny if the reason this took so long is because the Bucks didn't want to give him the player option, even though they, <laughs> they literally gave, I, I was going to say, I, I feel like of guys that signed like legitimate contracts, I think Brooke Lopez and DJ Augustine are the only ones that didn't, didn't get player options. It's like, you just go down the list, right? Chris is a player option. Uh, Pat Connaughton is a player option. Bryn Forbes is a player option. Bobby Portis is a player option. It's just kind of goes on, goes on and on and on. But, um, but yeah, interesting, uh, interesting to see that, um, uh, not surprising at all, um, with that. And, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I feel like now, um, you know, the, the, you, I mean, I, I haven't said it too, but I mean, you have to obviously feel great for Giannis, um, that, you know, this is also kind of off his, off his back and, you know, look, he's going to be under the spotlight no matter where he goes, no matter what he does, that's, that's the deal, right? That's the bargain you strike when you're a player of his caliber. But, um, you know, I think, I think there's something very fitting that, you know, the, the way he announced it was by talking about, you know, this is his city, his team. And, um, it really is, um, it really is a special thing, you know, in this, in this kind of day and age of, um, transient stars, right. And guys that, um, you know, it's this, this perverse thing that we kind of aggrandize winning, but then it, it almost feels like, you know, guys get criticized for chasing rings. You're always going to be criticized, right? Unless you, you know, unless you, uh, even if you win, you get criticized when you don't, you get criticized. Um, but I think, you know, Giannis is a bit of a throwback in the sense that he really, he really has embraced this. I mean, Milwaukee is a totally random town when you think about his life, but this is where he ended up through, you know, the draft and fate and um, the fact that he has built this bond with this city, this franchise, the fan base um, that, you know, you guys listening to this, you, you guys, we, you know, as, as a fan base matter enough to Giannis that, that he's willing to pass up the chance to play anywhere. Really, literally he could go anywhere he wants. Um, but he wants to make it work here and he wants to, to win in Milwaukee. Um, there's something just, just really amazing about that. And, you know, again, I mean, we said it, he's not making more money by signing this now, right? It is a commitment he did not have to make. Um, and that's something that we would have, you know, we've talked about and it would have been wholly rational to just say, you know what, whatever, I don't have to sign this contract now. I can, you'll offer me the same amount next summer, no matter what. Let's let it ride. Um, but to, you know, I, I don't even think, I don't even, I don't know. It's, it's, it's obviously there, there is at least some faith in the organization by doing this, but I think it really is mostly a statement about, you know, his teammates and what the kind of infrastructure around him, the, 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 the people um, and, and the fans in the city have meant to him as he's grown from, you know, this kid who literally was, you know, 18 years old and, you know, the stories, uh, you know, the story that first showed up on, on Brew Hoop years ago um, of, you know, getting that ride because he, he didn't have any money because he's been sending all to Greece. And, you know, just it's just an amazing, amazing story. Um, and, you know, what the only thing left to do is, is to win a championship here. And I can't imagine, you know, a more valuable thing in, in a player's legacy than to have a story like Giannis's and win a championship here, right? I mean, it really is like a Dirk Nowitzki potential type situation. And I, I just think that, you know, he could win one championship here and it would be worth, you know, three with, you know, <laughs> some, some other team where he, he just joins up with a bunch of superstars or something like that. Um, it would be so incredible. And, you know, the, the odds of doing that are, are, are still, you know, they're always stacked against you no matter where you are. Um, but uh, it's, it's exciting to at least have that chance and to continue this journey with him. And, um, you know, I, I think as, as Buck Sanji, just again, as you said, you can't take for granted who he is as a person, a player, and um, there's not going to be anybody else like this. So uh, let's just be thankful that we, we do get more time to, to appreciate him in a Bucks uniform. So I want to talk a little bit more about home that you touched on there and Dirk as well, because I, I think it is really fascinating. I do want to 
reveal this thought that I've been having over the last couple of weeks now that I didn't bring up on the pod, but now I feel like it's safe to do so. I did have this feeling that he was going to sign a two plus one purely because that's what lined up with the Pat Conanon deal. And I felt like the, the, the Pat Conanon contract situation was some sort of negotiation where Giannis is like, I'm going to have my guy, Pat, if you don't give him that third year, if you don't give him that third year, I'm not signing the two plus one. So I had that in the back of my mind the whole time. So now I can finally reveal that thought that I had. Uh, before we move on, I want to talk about our friends over at Headspace because life can be stressful even under normal circumstances, although perhaps if you're a Bucks fan, a little less stressful today. 2020 has challenged even the most difficult times of life. You need stress relief that goes beyond quick fixes. That's Headspace. Headspace is one of the only meditation apps advancing the field of mindfulness and meditation through clinically validated research. So whatever the situation, Headspace really can help you feel better. If you're overwhelmed, Headspace has three-minute SOS meditation for you. If you need some help falling asleep, Headspace has wind-down sessions their members swear by. And for parents, Headspace even has morning meditations you can do with your kids. You deserve to feel happier, and Headspace is meditation made simple. Go to headspace.com slash NBA. That's headspace.com slash NBA for a free one-month trial with access to Headspace's full library of meditations for every situation. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash NBA today. You mentioned earlier about Milwaukee being home for Giannis, and then you also sort of touched on Dirk a little bit. And I think one of the reasons why I was so optimistic through this process of Giannis signing was that Milwaukee truly has become home for him. And if you think about the journey that he's taken and landed in Milwaukee, and yes, the franchise does deserve credit for not only making him feel as welcome as they have, but his family as well, and understanding what that means to Giannis. And I found myself thinking about Dirk a lot because we speak about LeBron and we speak about Michael Jordan. And I think Jordan was in year seven when he won a title. I think LeBron was actually in year nine. Giannis is seven years down, and in the current day, we hear people so often being labeled as losers and they can't win and they can't get it done in the playoffs, and that probably has contributed to a player's moving and this generation where players aren't expected to sign, and if Giannis, after everything he'd been through in Milwaukee and the type of person he was and the values that we know that he does have was not willing to sign in Milwaukee, who... You can criticize the team that they have and perhaps the coach and, and what's going on and how they're building this team together. But you can't say that the Bucs aren't going into this season as a contender. So if he still left Milwaukee despite that, then the league had a serious problem with the Supermax contracts and the fact that players just simply didn't care about it. I mean, we've already seen guys like uh, Anthony Davis force his way to LA. So I thought that this was a really critical moment in, in NBA history in terms of the direction the league takes. Now, I don't think that everyone is going to go down the Giannis path, but it's not lost on me the fact that Dirk is the one guy that we all think about. And I know you can point to someone like Tim Duncan, but he really came into a situation where he won a title straight away. The Dirk example is very relevant to me because he was someone that was on a contending team and they were in the postseason and they hit road bumps and they had failures and it did look like they were never going to get it done and Dirk stuck with them throughout that and he achieved that championship that again he was an underdog going into that series but it's not that different championships are valued more than others but for me as a fan and I think for the city of Dallas and probably how Dirk feels about that that championship is just so special to me and perhaps the most special in recent memory that I, I can remember for, uh, from an NBA team after everything they've been through. And I always thought that Giannis would value that. And I don't know whether he spoke to Dirk and I don't know how much he actually thought about that. But I think he values the fact that he has helped build this franchise from where they were, from 15 wins in his rookie season, which he talks about a lot, to, yes, a contending team now. And I know that it's been a frustrating couple of years in the postseason. There's no doubt about that. But again, I feel like a lot of the anxiety and a lot of the stress has been around the fact that you feel like you're going to lose this guy. And this is Giannis saying, as you pointed to, Frank, that no, I, I know that I don't have to make this decision right now. I know that I could ride through this season and I'm well within my rights to do that. 
But that is going to make winning more difficult. It just was. I don't care what he says or anyone says. It was going to be a difficult season. And he's he's put pen to paper now. And it doesn't change the fact that the Bucs are under pressure. It doesn't change the fact that they're still on the clock to make sure they have a contender moving forward. But this is a significant commitment from Giannis to the franchise. And I think the fact that Milwaukee is home for him means a lot. And that's why if I was looking at other teams that he was going to go to, I wasn't necessarily worried about Miami. I was never worried about Golden State. I thought that Toronto was the team that he might go to because the connection that he does have and the, the, the family ties and, and the help that he's received from Masai Ujiri was a reason because those are the things that Giannis values. And we know that from him being around Milwaukee and watching him and listening to him and following him through the first seven years of his NBA career. So I think a lot of credit has to go to Milwaukee and the way that they've, uh, you know, allowed him to, to come into the city and, and often, and really honestly let him live a life as a mega superstar that he wouldn't be able to get elsewhere. And I, I think that all this is tied in together to him wanting to stay, but no doubt for him to do this now is um, it's very talented. Yeah, it's like it's kind of it's interesting. I, I I sometimes wonder like how much Giannis sort of how he like I, I think you know that's a refrain that I think people we have we've heard from other athletes that you know being out of the spotlight to an extent in Milwaukee is is appealing and um, you know Giannis is at once somebody who's uh, you know very charismatic and you know we see him in more ads and things like that now. I mean they're making a movie about him. Um, but he's also fundamentally a private person, right? He's not, uh, you know, it's pretty much him and his family that, you know, that that's, that's his, that's his crew. Um, he, he's not somebody that, you know, is, is going to clubs and, you know, living the, the life of, uh, you know, a superstar uh, athlete or entertainer or something like that. And so, um, you know, like that, that's, that's always like the, the faint praise, you know, the, 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 um, the backhanded compliment of Milwaukee is like, Oh, it's a nice quiet town. You, you can just focus on basketball. Like, Oh yeah. Cause there's nothing to do here. Is that, is that why? <laughs> you know? Um, but, uh, you know, I, but I think it's a good match for, it's been a very good match for Giannis, um, in that, you know, he's been able to do what he wants to do, which is play basketball. And, you know, he's, uh, you know, you, you, you can't, I don't think you'd ever be able to replicate, the relationship he has with the city of Milwaukee and its fans in another place. I mean, it's just fundamentally you can't because, you know, he really is like, I mean, it's, it's a weird, I guess a weird kind of weird concert, but he is, you know, like a son of the city. Like there is this sense of family, you know, him coming here at such a young age that, that it is just a fundamentally different relationship. He didn't come here, you know, on a max contract with cap space because, you know, he's the missing piece and, you know, again, of course, people are going to be disappointed if he doesn't win a championship here, but it's not like, you know, he owed us that uh, or something like that, right? Um, we want him to win it here because we want to win it with him. Um, you know, it's 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 very different. You know, like that's why I never saw Cade the the the, the Warriors as a, as an obvious place, just because mm-hmm. we already saw what happens when you know KD goes to Golden State and literally is the most dominant player in the league in two straight finals, wins the MVP twice. And still people don't want to really give him credit. Well, it's not his team. But yeah. And, and it's just remarkable, right? I mean, it's just a weird, just that weird sense of like Kevin Durant having a pretty joyless three years in Golden State, despite all the success he had. And, you know, Giannis just seems like somebody who, I, I don't think that's what he, I mean, I, I just think he, he wants, he wants uh, something else, you know, rather than just to kind of, again, just do everything possible just to maximize winning a championship. I think you, I think you would rather win it on his terms. Um, and again, I know he said recently in that Greek interview that you know, he, he doesn't care if he's the first or second or third best player. I, I think Giannis wants, I, I think Giannis fundamentally, I think he would like to be the guy. Um, I don't think he would turn down, you know, Steph Curry coming to Milwaukee or something, but, um, <laughs> but I, I think there is a degree of ownership over the franchise and, and everything that I think he does take pride in. Um, and I think that's a hallmark of, you know, the players that have some, have had some of the most amazing careers, right? You think about Steph and Golden State, you mentioned Dirk, um, you know, Duncan, obviously that Bud has obviously had a relationship with, with Duncan from his time in San Antonio. So, um, there really isn't any, I don't, I don't think you can, you, you just can't substitute for that. You know, I think winning, winning with the team that, that drafts you is just, uh, 
you know, that's the dream. And I, I mean, I think we should say, I mean, it's been pointed out, you know, obviously uh, in the lead up to this, but um, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's a great thing for the league. I think it's um, probably a sigh of relief in some ways for the league mm-hmm. that a small market team was able to keep, you know, their superstar after, you know, building a team around him, you know, winning, leading the league in, in wins the last two years. And again, obviously he didn't get the results we wanted in the playoffs, but um, you know, it's one of these things. I will say this. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, Oh, the bucks did everything right. And you know, he, he has no right to, to, he would have had no justification for leaving. The bucks have obviously made some decisions that, you know, if, if Giannis were looking for reasons to leave, right. I mean, you weren't willing to pay Brogdon kind of cheaped out and lost an asset. Um, Sorry, my 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 watch is talking to me. I'm not having um, trouble hearing you. I, I I can hear you, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, there there would have been Giannis would have had. I mean, there, there would have been reasons that could be cited for leaving the Bucks and beyond just oh, I don't know, it's not a big enough market rate. Um, you know, we've we've obviously discussed ad nauseum just the the flubbing of certain aspects of uh, of this off season, and obviously the the fact that you know they don't they don't keep Brogdon last summer. In, in clearly a, a you know financially driven move right um that's obviously you know something that that could easily be cited you know forever uh, in terms of you know decisions that the bucks made which which didn't put winning as as the first priority so uh, again the bucks have not been perfect but you know i mean they've built a team around Giannis that has dominated the regular season and um you know i think certainly part of the reason that they haven't won a championship is obviously Giannis is limitations and some shortcomings in the playoffs have been a big part of that too. Right. And it's not to say again that the bucks are off the hook. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a good sign. I think, right. Um, that, that the bucks were able to keep the guy, right. Cause he is the kind of guy who would stay. And so I think, you know, if Giannis leaves Milwaukee, I think there is that, that sense of, well, you know, if Giannis leaves Milwaukee, then who's going to stay in Milwaukee or, you know, Memphis or New Orleans or whatever, whatever small market you want to t- you want to pick, right? I think it it would have been a bad sign, and it would have reiterated sort of the fact that the supermax is not, you know, just a be all end all. And it's kind of funny because I mean, you mentioned you know AD um, Kawhi basically like departed before they even had a chance to really get it, or you know they were on the way out by the time they would have been eligible. Um, but I think there's also the the counter arguments always well, who who is actually, um, you know actually turned down a super max offer and i think our friend eric name i think pointed out that i think eric was the one pointing out that like nobody's really turned it down <laughs> um you know uh so it, it you know it, it's an interesting kind of thing just to to kind of talk about like well do you guys actually turn turn down that type of money and again i think the Kawhi and ad examples show that those guys i think fundamentally were willing to you know pass pass up the potential to make that money um to go elsewhere. So it's not a, it's not a guarantee, but certainly with Giannis, it was encouraging that, you know, he was willing to make that commitment. And obviously his, his relationship to the city is uh, obviously a huge part of that. And um, I think that's what makes it all the more special, um, you know, just moving forward. So anyway, I don't know. Is there any other aspect of this that, that we haven't broken down yet? I'm sure we'll probably think of some obvious thing that, that we kind of forgot, but um, yeah, it's, it's a day to, I think just sort of, appreciate the the fortune that we as Bucks fans have to, to keep watching Giannis. And um, I bet I think John Horst and Bucks ownership will probably be breathing the biggest sigh of relief <laughs> of anyone because I mean, man, Giannis, if Giannis, if Giannis is, we're, we're, we're uh, taking, moving in a direction to leave this team as a free agent with no compensation. Um, it's you shudder to even think about, you know, what this, this franchise's outlook is over the next, you know, five years um, with, with all those draft picks headed out and, uh, and all that instead, you know, now it's just, all right, now you got to go extend Drew holiday next spring when he's eligible and hope that you have enough guns and that you've made the right, right decisions in free agency and that you've got the right coaching staff to, to actually, you know, make it work in the postseason. But, um, but yeah, this is a sigh of relief for sure. I do want to talk about Horst and the draft picks quickly before we finish this show, but Giannis told Chris Haynes after the loss against Miami that he would break through the wall, which is pretty convenient 
because you can break through your wall with Built Go uh, any day you like. It's easy to take a 1.5 ounce packages. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling that you get with other products. Plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. Three delicious flavors they have are peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. The offer we have for you guys is pretty damn good. Visit builtgo.com and use the promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at builtgo.com. NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready for the start of the regular season with a special week of team preview podcasts all week long. Plus, wave away additions from the Locked On Fantasy Basketball and rookies to watch from draft guru Chad Ford. I'll be tuning into the preview of Locked On Bucks. There's uh, no doubt about that. You can subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts. And before we do wrap this up, last segment here, Frank, I, I do want to talk about John Horse, the draft picks, the offseason quickly here because it was funny. I, I tweeted after this happened that it, it shouldn't have been, a, or don't let it be lost. Don't let it be lost that Giannis, that this news wasn't leaked. And it was funny because I, I tweeted that out. And then an athletic story dropped soon after that. And, and I, I'm talking to Eric as, as I always do. And he sort of said, oh, we're about to drop some information. And I said, okay, that's cool. And then I, I read the story and I kind of texted him and said, well, I still feel like my tweet kind of stands because I read the story and what I took from it, and I told him this, so I don't feel like I'm talking out of school, but I said, uh, I read the story that said they met with ownership a bunch of times. Uh, they weren't really sure what he was going to do. And then he signed the contract. <laughs> and there was some minor details in there. And, you know, obviously the Bogdanovich uh, botched sign and trade was reason for pause. But ultimately, Giannis made the decision. The Bucks were very nervous about this. And then, the, and then the job got done. And it's funny because we've sort of hypothesized what the Drew Holiday trade meant. And was that a Giannis tick of approval? Yep, go trade all those draft picks. Go get my guy. It doesn't appear that that was the case. And I'm not all that surprised by that. And I know there's been some criticism of, well, you gave up so many picks. What do you do about this trade? I said that. If you go back and listen to the Drew Holiday podcast, I said, well, you've got to do it. Like what else are you going to do? This Giannis has a decision to make. This isn't an off-season where he's going to come in and sign if you do nothing. He needs to see that you're willing to go all in. And that's why I thought even if you lose Giannis, yes, you'll look back at it and say, well, that trade was a disaster. But it was still a move that you had to make, even if it was kind of a swing and hope, which maybe it was. And that's why, as you pointed to, Frank, the, the, the Bucks haven't been perfect in all this. And Giannis would have had some reasons to consider things. And that's why I said he's got a decision to make. But I don't think if Giannis is telling you to your face, I need to see that we're going to contend. I care about winning. I want to win this year. Then if you're sitting back and saying, well, I just don't know, man. I don't know if we can trade the 2025 and 2027 first round pick. I don't think that's what Giannis wants to hear. And so that that was always my thing. I, I get it. It's a lot of draft capital to give up and it's a huge risk. And if it doesn't pan out, then you're kind of left out in the dark and you're left on your own with, with, no assets to use whatsoever and you're in for a really, really rough stretch, but they still had to do it. And now that Giannis has signed the extension, you look at the roster and you say, Drew Holiday? Hmm, I'm feeling pretty good about that. I'm looking forward to watching this duo because we even saw signs in the second preseason game of those two guys working together pretty well. And yes, it was a risk, but they got the result they wanted. And for that, it was absolutely worth it. So I think the counter, I'll, I'll push back on a little bit. So, I mean, this is the hard part when you get to the point where you're capped out and you have a superstar. I mean, you know, like the, the LeBron and Cleveland version one situation is always the thing that, that people point to, right. Where you kind of get to the slippery slope of like, well, we got to just do whatever we can to just double down, double down, double down. Um, and I think for the, for the situation with, with the bucks, um, you know, the problem is yes, you, you want to get drew holiday, drew holiday, acquiring drew holiday. It has more value to you than probably, you know, any other team for the reasons that we've, we've discussed ad nauseum, um, you know, do that desperation factor. But I mean, the flip side is also, I mean, you only have so many things that you can use to trade and get stuff with. Right. And so, you know, again, if you just literally give all your picks up for one guy, that means, well, that you don't have picks that you could use to get other guys. You don't have, you know, assets that you can use to, to make other moves. And obviously now the bucks are in a position where, you know, uh, unless there's a Dante DiVincenzo, dj wilson trade 
um, for something. I don't know what it would be. Um, they kind of are what they are at this point. Right. So, um, I, I, I get it, you know, like there, there is that, you know, again, it's, it's what, you know, Eric and I talked about a year ago, a year plus ago when, when, you know, the, the Brogdon decision was up, you know, the fuck it, let's win a championship concept. And, you know, they didn't apply it <laughs> when it came to Malcolm Brogdon. Um, I think they did apply it with, with your holiday, although this it was probably more of a, you know, fuck it, let's, let's load up for Giannis and convince him, you know, that we're serious type type move is, is also a, a piece of, of this for sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, you know, you, you still, you still have to, you, you still have to have some reason. Um, but it'll be interesting because the next sort of domino in all this is Drew Holiday's contract extension. And I, I can't recall which article, um, there were a few articles, Kevin Arnovitz and someone else at ESPN had a story about the, the, the decision today. Obviously, Eric and um, Shams and Sam Amick, was that, was that who wrote the article with, yep. with Eric at The Athletic? Um, you know, there were kind of multiple stories kind of that, that are, you know, laid out the how this deal went down type, type stories. And I, I think in one of them, it was cited that, you know, Holiday could, could get a deal, you know, in the $30 million per year range, which to be honest, would probably be, I would probably like feel lucky that it's not even more <laughs> given, uh, you know, where the market is and given how desperate the bucks will be to, to make sure they keep Drew. Um, and so you, but, but the, you know, and it's a, it's a similar thing like with Middleton, right? Like, well, you know, you, you get any situations where it's like, well, we, we can't really replace him. So do you, you know, you just sort of put yourself over a barrel. Right. And, and that's obviously where being a, you know, as a GM, you're in a tough spot because your leverage is, is not great. Um, and it's not going to be great with your holiday either. Um, it, but uh, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of what number they, they offered your holiday. Cause obviously at this point they are all in on holiday Middleton and Giannis together. And, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, there's, it's not like if you don't sign Drew holiday, that there's a bunch of cap space you can use. Right. Um, you're, you're pretty much, this is, this is the bed and now you've got to sleep in it. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's, it's an interesting situation and it's kind of funny too. I mean, I was thinking about it the other day, I was like, well, if Giannis doesn't sign, what do you do with your holiday? Um, <laughs> and I mean, what I kind of circled back to was, you do the same damn thing you would have done if you, if you extended Giannis, which is, you know, you try to extend Drew, you hope that that yes, helps exactly. convince Giannis. Now is Drew holiday as easy as eager to extend if he doesn't know what Giannis is going to do? Probably not. But you know, again, he also would like to lock up one more huge contract, I'm sure. And um, you know, so, so that that's important, especially at a guy his age. So it's uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, it would have been a very tricky situation to be in. Um, because again, it's not like, you know, if you had all your picks, you could say, well, you know, if, if Giannis leaves, sell off everybody else for scraps and tank, right? Well, there's no tanking to be had, right? There's, you literally can't, you know, you've got basically the next seven years, you, you, you've got no, no reason to be bad. (laughs) So, um, so, uh, it's, 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 it's an interesting situation. And, And to be clear too, I mean, even if Giannis stays for the length of his deal, that's not the length of the Bucks trade obligations to, to the New Orleans Pelicans. That's how long out, um, you know, everything, all these, these deals went or the, the, the draft pick uh, compensation went. So yeah, it's a, uh, it's a big day. And it, again, it, it, you know, you think about it from, from ownership and organizational standpoint. I mean, look, if, worst case scenario now two years from you know two years Giannis isn't happy and he wants out well you at least have him under contract and you can trade him to get (laughs) to get a bunch of picks and you know players to to try to restock in that downside scenario obviously nobody wants to be to be in that scenario but if you're the Bucks as a franchise at least you're not staring at the possibility of losing him for nothing after you know you put in all the these resources to try to put players around him so um anyway those are all things that at least for now, we don't have to contemplate, but uh, certainly there would have been, there's some, there were some dark timelines that we might've had to explore this, this, this season if, uh, if things did not go well. Yeah. And, uh, and to be um, fair, I, I think in the end, we ultimately agree because the point that you made there, I think is exactly right. I mean, the demons of the past and the mistakes of the past have been catching up with the Bucks for multiple years here. We've spoke about their lack of ability to, to draft well, 
um, yeah. some, of the, some of the contracts that they've given up, which have forced them to give up assets already. And then you talk about the, the misuse of an asset in Malcolm Brogdon. That's what kind of backed them into a corner here because I think if there's one thing we've learned through this negotiation and just the timing of this whole situation is that, yes, Giannis probably wanted to sign. He just needed a reason to sign and an excuse to sign and stay in Milwaukee. And maybe Drew Holiday was a big part of that. But again, you've had to mortgage everything to do so. Now, I think maybe they had to do that. Is it necessarily the ideal path you want to go down? No, but maybe they didn't have too many other options if, if they felt that this was a real decision that Giannis had to make. So it's, it's very complicated. Um, but ultimately, like you said, for now, we don't have to worry about that. And uh, I think in general, I, I'm just thrilled that we were able to do this podcast because uh, like I said, um, I am, you know, I've said it before. I mean, Milwaukee to me has been a second home and I, I can tell you, I can feel from over here in Australia, the tension coming out of Wisconsin and also Austin, Texas, by the way, I need to say that uh, over the last few weeks as we've been waiting to hear this. And I think now it just changes everything about the season that we're going to be able to watch. We're going to be able to sure stress about the postseason and get mad about rotations and defensive strategies and all those types of things, but we don't have to worry about every single national podcast and the jump and talking about Giannis not signing the Supermax because he's done it. And I, for one, am very happy about that. Yeah. And one other point I, 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 should, I should have mentioned a little bit more earlier when you, you kind of brought up, you know, the, the way he, you know, made the Bucks wait, um, made the organization. He didn't just say, oh, yeah, don't worry about it, guys. I'll, I'll come back. I think that was important. Um, yeah. yep. You know, I, I think, look, Giannis is uh, is a better player than the Bucks are in an organization. You know? <laughs> the Bucks need Giannis way more than Giannis needs the Bucks. As much as it is a beautiful symbiotic thing that um, you know uh, Giannis has developed this amazing relationship with the city. Um, you know, I, I think it, it was interesting that uh, I'm I'm glad that he did not necessarily make it easy for them. Obviously, you know, for my own yes. benefit, I would have would have happily <laughs> uh, had him sign on on the the day that that he became eligible and had a little drama just because selfishly I I didn't want to have to deal with the uh, the, the the emotions of of not knowing. But um, but I think it was important, and and I'm I'm curious, I'm curious to see, um, or I'm curious to understand. Right? I mean, we'll, we'll never be inside that room. Um, for for the discussions, but it, it will be interesting. I'm I'm sure that you know. I mean, it was implied that discussions around obviously there we knew there were discussions around players uh, over you know the off season, um, but you know um, coaches, right? What happens if we fall short, right? I'm I'm you know I wouldn't be surprised at all if they talked about Bud's future, if they talked about you know the front office and the organization and how they were constructed. Um, and, you know, I mean, you don't, you don't need to be a, a cap nerd to have obviously had an uneasy feeling about the way some things went down with the Bucks this, this off season. And um, I'm, I'm curious what those discussions were like. And I, I think it's, I think it's good that, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm glad, obviously I'm thrilled that, that he signed, but I think it's probably a good sign that, you know, he's also perhaps trying to um, maybe encourage a, a, I don't know what the way the way to put it, but maybe uh, encourage a higher bar <laughs> for, for yeah, the organization. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not just sending them a message that you know you can take me for granted that I'll always want to stay here and don't worry about it. Um, you know, I, I think. I think again, we always talk about coaches holding players accountable. Um, I think you know, as a superstar, you also need to hold your organization accountable, and um, you know, it's a partnership. Um, and I think the organization has done a lot of things well. Um, but they're going to have to continue to, you know, do things even better to, I think, get the franchise over the hump. And at some point, you know, again, um, that may include coaching decisions, obviously player decisions, um, who knows, you know, other, other decisions that, that are going to have to be made. And so whatever, hopefully they just win a championship next, next summer and, you know, everything's great. But, um, again, the, for, for any team, the odds are always stacked against you. Um, so you have to be ready to, to think that it's going to take, it's going to take a while um, and it's going to take some failures and some growth and learning. And, you know, we'll, we'll see. You just hope that at some point you get over that hump. hundred percent. The, the first goal this off season. And the only thing that was going to make this off season successful was Giannis signing the Supermax. He's done that. 
now uh, as it was beforehand, but even more so now. It's like, okay, go get that title. That's the goal now. That's why Giannis signed here because he thinks he can win a title here. He wants to win a title here. And, uh, and, and that's clearly what everyone listening to this podcast wants to see as well. Uh, coming up here in the next few years. So uh, it's a good day. It's a good day to uh, have some sort of emotional investment in the Milwaukee Bucks. I hope everyone, whenever you get to listen to this, either slept well on Tuesday night or sleep well tonight, a couple of days out from the Bucks' next preseason game. But the next time we get to see Giannis playing basketball, we're not going to have to worry about the contract extension. And that's pretty cool. We're going to hear from him at practice Tomorrow or today, Wednesday after practice, we're going to hear from Giannis. So uh, on tomorrow's podcast, we'll have audio from that. We'll have reaction from that. I'm sure you guys will be all over it on Twitter, but it should be a fun one. I, I said to Eric yesterday after Giannis's post game, after the second Dallas game, uh, we, he said, sort of texted me and said, I think Giannis kind of looked like himself tonight. And I, I responded in full capital letters, he must be signing the contract today. And then he ended up doing so. Uh, but it was good to see him smiling. We saw a video today. He was happy. He was more uh, himself, and that, that was always good to see. But, Frank, more than anything, I'm glad we got to do this podcast this offseason. Yeah, I mean, my dream podcast is the Bucks win a, win a championship <laughs> podcast. Um, but the, the best podcast we could have had here in December is the Yana Signs of Supermax Extension podcast. And so um, we'll, we'll call this month uh, a victory, no matter what else mm-hmm. happens this month. Uh, you know, God willing, Giannis and company stay healthy and get a good start to the, the season. But um, even if that doesn't go perfectly, uh, you know, nothing, nothing will, uh, nothing will be more important than than ensuring that you know again, Giannis uh, is is in Milwaukee for the foreseeable future. All right, Frank, appreciate you. Always good to catch up. I know uh, you're a busy man. I mean, you found out about the Supermax in the middle of a meeting, so that's uh, that's about typical for you right now. But for everyone else, like I said. Everyone should be happy. Everyone should be feeling good. Giannis has signed on for the five-year Supermax. Everyone's pumped about that. We'll continue to cover it tomorrow because we could probably have done this podcast for three hours. Honestly, there's that much to talk about. So we will be back tomorrow after practice, after we hear from Giannis. For Frank and myself, we'll catch you guys next.